podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, so we're back again. Um, off the back of a good league win at Norwich at the weekend. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Rob? Yeah, it was good. Uh, watched it in one of the bars on Saturday night. Oh, we played well. But it was exactly the response we wanted after the Burnley impressed the game. I said in the last podcast, so probably couldn't hear it. Like, it was probably about the first bit where the sound was absolutely awful. That was out here. Um, but I said, like, I want us to like kick people. I want us to be a bit more in your face. And we, we again suggested that we might be too nice. But yeah. On Saturday, it was a completely different story. It doesn't have to be like a hard foul. You don't have to like go and boot someone in air, but it's like little niggly fouls. Like if you do break the line, just take someone down at halfway line, but tug the shirt, just, just do something. And I think Buckley gave us that in the middle on Saturday. Just because um, at the end of the day, if you, give, if you give away a free kick on the halfway line, I think our back five are tall enough and strong enough to deal with balls pumped into the box. You can give away free kicks on halfway line. It's like in and around the box, you don't want to give away free kicks. So if they pass it into midfielder on the centre circle, you can just get away with like a little foul from behind that you're not going to get booked for. But it just interrupts them and disrupts them and slows the game down, especially that like a, like a good two, three minutes of possession. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good performance. Yeah, I thought we played really well. Um, I, I was shocked really by how poor Norwich were, though. I mean, I think at half time. Um, uh, like not on Sky, like on the coverage they usually show, like chances that both sides have had, and they were really scraping the barrel for Norwich. Uh, yeah, I, I know we kind of neutralised them by how we were playing a bit, but they were really poor. I thought. Yeah, I think the Norwich fans. Um, I mean, they have every right to be mad, but I think it made, <coughs> made it even harder for their own team. Right, but they were, they were slow. They were laboured. I mean, we play that a number of times yeah. a season where the centre backs just pass it side to side and back to the keeper, and uh, it is frustrating at times. I think, especially when you're up, you want you want to see your team up front foot. But I think the Norwich side is it that good? Right? Is it that? I mean, I think the Championship Chat podcast mentioned it. They've got quite an old team now. Uh, all other experienced players have probably only got Josh Sargent that's like a young up and coming player where the rest of them are all hitting like the 30s like coming towards the end of their careers really mm. um, I know they've got that, that Max Aaron's a right back but I don't think he did much on Saturday and ever since he got linked to Real Madrid and Barcelona and United I don't think he's done much either for Norwich so I think I don't want to say like the fans made it like made the game hard for him did it help themselves from the beginning um, but I think he'll be one of the managers that needs a result in the upcoming up week before long. Do you think he will turn it around? Because I mean, there was a lot of frustration uh, directed towards him uh, at half time and at full time as well. I think once you get to that point, it's hard to turn it around. Yeah. Once you get to the fans, your own fans booing you and singing like Dean Smith, your football is shit, and Dean Smith like, like singing sacked in the morning and stuff. Once you get to that point, it's almost uh, irretrievable, unless, uh, unless, uh, unless yeah. it pulls off an amazing string of results. Yeah, you'd have to get 10 15 wins in a row to catch up to the top two. Because, like, what? The, I mean, the 12 points off the top now, nine points off Sheffield United yeah. in second. And, and even for us, like, 
even for us, it feels like the top two are like beginning to pull away. Pulling away, yeah. So you need ten wins in a row to get you thirty points, but you also need them to drop nine points, twelve points in them ten games. And yeah. at the minute, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I can't see him changing. But do they go back to four? Do they, do they get another manager? And it just seemed. I think a couple of seasons in championship are doing good because at the minute getting promoted, being able to get, get it's just yeah. them players are used to, like probably still being played Premier League wages. Um, they're probably used to getting beat every week when they're in Premier League so when they come down to Championship that's changed the mentality so we should win every game yeah. right. it's co- completely different and how do you like to set up a team to win every week in Championship and then go up in Premiership and defend for 80 minutes and try and snatch a goal account it? it's hard you're having to change philosophies every summer anyway uh, that's enough about how bad they were uh, a, a good night for us anyway um so yeah, that was good. Um, and then the cup last night, um, getting knocked out by Nottingham Forest four-one at Ewood. Um, we've got differing opinions on this, haven't we? Um, yeah. So I didn't actually get to see the game. I mean, had United last night, Celtic were playing, Coventry were playing West Brom in the league. So to ask for Blackburn on the telly in one of the bars was quite a rich ask, considering how many United and Celtic <laughs> fans are out here. Um, so I just followed the coverage on Twitter and Lang's Live and stuff. I didn't actually get to see the game. Um, obviously, you never want to get beat. But considering we made 11 changes and they only made four for the last competitive game, they spent a lot of money in the summer. I think the scoreline flattered him as well from what I've, yeah, what I've heard. It definitely did. Well, I text you at 1 1 saying it was a good time to score, good first half, and then straight after half time they get a double deflected free kick that goes yeah. in the bottom corner. And then I think someone said like the third goal was like a bad decision from the referee. And I think when you set up to defend and like not concede when you concede when it's not your fault or through like a deflection or it like knocks the wind out of you straight away because yeah. it's the third goal what it was um, Dolan was like, like dribbling towards goal and he was like just outside the area and like he ran into like a forest yeah. defender and went down and like pretty much everyone in the back end was like up in arms like, like, like it was definitely I, I, I actually think it were a free kick I, I, yeah. I, don't, think, I don't think it were but the, anyway they went up the other end and, and made it 3-1 so yeah, but, but like I say, I mean, a penalty, a deflective free kick, you know. It's, uh, Fourth one's like a late goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of quality in the team. It's, but I think it's good experience for us. We've played, what, four games in the cup, two against Premier League opposition. We've played players that wouldn't normally play a game all season. So obviously we'll give a lot of debuts to people. The, the average age of the players that are coming in in the cup games is quite low. Like people like Phillips playing a lot of games at 17. If we'd have been knocked out in the first round and knocked out in the first round at FA Cup when we played that in January, he's limited to two games a season because without them games, I don't think he makes his way into the first team. But so I think it is a good thing and stands in good stead for the future. It's progress today. Like it's the first time we've got to the fourth round in... God knows how many years. I think if we'd have won last night, the first time in 11 years we've got to quarter final. So yeah. it is progress. Um, 
but it, it's just good for the other lads to get a run out. Like I said, if we'd have gone out in, in September or August in the first round, like we have been doing in recent years, then players don't kick a yeah. ball till the third round at FA Cup in January. So, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, I, I was disappointed, I can't lie. I think going into the game, you were looking at it and thinking that's a very winnable, although it is against Premier League, so that's a very winnable game and a great chance to get into a quarter-final. And last night, when Team News came out and he made 11 changes, I was like, oh, you know, um, he shouldn't have made 11 changes. Yeah, More than 11. Yeah, that, that was an absolute yeah, disaster. On the lads who won the game against West Ham, though, to go and put the first team in against Forest, like they've, they've earned the right to play in the next round of the cup. It's a good point. But I feel like you've just got to realise how good an opportunity you've got. It's a, I, I, I also understand the argument of, you know, fresh legs for Boxing Day. But, but at the same time, it's like there's still like five days in between those two games. And we've yeah. only just come back from a four week break from the World Cup. So Yeah, we have come back from a break, but we've got a good win on Saturday. I think the majority of it, I think it was only Dak and. Um, Thing that weren't unused last night. Obviously, we're going to be travelling on Christmas Day and um, staying over because we've got the early kickoff on Boxing Day. It's like mm. a long way to travel. I'm travel up in the morning. Mm. I think they're just giving time off to some players. Go and get get rested. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one at a minute. On another on another night, I think I think one one at half time. If you go out in the second half and you go a goal up with your deflected free kick and you hang on, like people say it was a winnable game and we could have won it, but and like four one looks really bad. But I mean, a one one at half time and we're still well within the game. I know they have, the stats look like they absolutely battered yeah. us and they probably did, but you expect that in the cup games. You expect the bigger teams to come and batter you. So, but I don't know. And on another on another time, we'd have we'd have won that game. I feel like. When it was one-one at half time, like it maybe made his subs too late. You know, I, I mean, like he waited to the eighty-seventh minute. I think it were to bring on Diaz. You know, it, yeah, it, they brought on Eden at half time. Yeah. which did uh, which did more than a world of good because I think he had a torrid time yeah, first half. He, he couldn't um, he couldn't wait to get off. I don't think. <laughs> um, <laughs> John Johnson, who was um, Forest man at match for me. Um, it, it, it tore him a new one down that uh, left hand side for Rovers. Difficult as well because he's not had a good run of games to like be match fit and stuff, and then to come up against such a young, talented player who's just played at a World Cup. Did he play at the World Cup? He did, didn't he? I think so, yeah. In a couple of games, like, just played at a World Cup and you opened <laughs> on like, the first game in months to play up against him on the wing. It's, it's tough. It's a, yeah. a very hard injury for him. A lot of people have written him off already, and a lot, a lot of people have written. The majority of the lower players we've got off already. So we'll just have to see what happens in January. I think there were um, two concerning things, or kind of two in one, uh, really, for me last night as well, were um, Travis and Scott Wharton's uh, performances. I think they're in really poor runs at the minute. They're, they're both in a bit of a rut. Um, yeah. I think they could do with like a, a, a spell. Not in the team. Yeah. Um, whether they are annoyed that they got dropped on Saturday, um, we hire Manuel. Manuel playing centre back and Buckley and 
more than playing centre mid and they're just not like low on confidence of being left out of the team. I don't know, but yeah, at, at such a like crucial time of the season, you can't be bringing in players that are going to have five and six out of ten. Like mm-hmm. you need everyone to be seven out of ten, especially away from home. You can't have you can't have someone slacking because it's it's hard enough to do your own job as it is without picking up like picking up the shit from someone else not performing. Yeah. The uh, the World Cup final on Sunday. That was an yeah. occasion, wasn't it? Uh, um, I was I was rough on Sunday. Weird. I was absolutely beaming Saturday night after the win. Well, I thought uh, with your um, comments uh, in your messages to me and on Twitter, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's he's had a few, hasn't he? <laughs> I was absolutely steaming. I can't, I can't remember off at night, and then my Rebecca's dad's got a video of me dancing in one of the bars, and I'm just like, it's so embarrassing. So cringy, but yeah, I managed, I managed to watch the World Cup final from the apartment bed with a McDonald's. Um, but yeah, it was good. I think probably one of the best. I say the best ever World Cup finals, but I mean the first eighty minutes were shit. Yeah, until uh, that's what I said after the game. Like, the first seventy-five minutes, like. Like the first half of the second half, I was almost dropping asleep. Like, oh, it's done this. I think everyone thought, oh, Tina Lawson, it's done. The game was flat, weren't it? It was, it was dead. Even Argentina thought that. And I think that's what allowed France back into the game. I think yeah. they just thought, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep possession and that's it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Mbappe scores the penalty and then scores an absolute world straight after. And you think, game on. And then in extra time, Messi scores late on. And you think, oh my God, it's, it's done again. And then. Obviously, the handball late on to have the nerves to like. I think the referee did really well throughout the whole final. Yeah, but he had a really good game. I thought, to give, but to give that decision and get it right in the last minute of a World Cup final in such a like a major because obviously I think the majority of people watching like if you're a neutral wanted Argentina to win it for Messi, and I bet like if you're a football yeah. fan, you, you probably want Argentina to win. Um, for like the story of Messi winning finally winning the World Cup. I think even the that doesn't like the referee doesn't miss that. The referee doesn't like the referee has them feelings as well. You're probably thinking, oh my god, what what a moment to be part of. Yeah. And so I had to make a decision in the last minute like that, where he could easily have let that go to VAR to get it like spot on and give it like, such confidence. He had a really good performance. I think like um, is it Simon Jordan on Talksport? Um, uh, yeah. He was saying how like he. Doesn't understand like England fans like wanting like Messi to win because of like the whole rivalry between like England and Argentina and the Falcons and all that. Um, yeah. And I, I was saying to mates the other day like for us like for like my generation he's been like the best like for as long as we've known, like I think like every generation has that best player. So like, it was like yeah. oh, nine like before him really. Um, you got your Zidane's and your Maradona before that, and so he's been like, "Oh, I bet!" And like we've grown up with him being the best, like in 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 that incredible boys team that Pep managed. So yeah, I, I was buzzing to see him win it personally on Sunday. Yeah, so was I. Um, I didn't like the the penalty shootout, although Martinez is good at penalties, and he uh, apparently everyone praises him for these man games. I just think there's. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the rules around penalty shootouts because I don't know he got booked for one of them but yeah. what happens if he gets booked 
said, oh, he's sub a goalkeeper on. There's some, like, one of the outfield players going on. I don't know how does it work. Like, is he just booking him because he's booking him or is he booking him because legit, legitimately something can happen? Yeah. It should be you save the penalty and you go back to position. Not only it's grabbing the ball and throwing it. And I know like, yeah. players should still be out there with their mind games, be able to score from 12 yards out. But I just think like, it's an unfair advantage towards the goalkeeper if you're able to do that. It's like the player running up with a ball and volleying it into the net and then taking his penalty or volleying it at the keeper like, straight his face. Yeah. So he saves it and oh, I'm going to take a penalty now. Like, you thought, well, that was bang out of order. Yeah, he's um he's a character though, like the, the the dancing after after he made that save did did he save that wide did it go did it go wide was that the one that went he wide? saved one then he strike one wide didn't yeah. he yeah um but yeah the dancing and then when he was uh, given the golden glove <laughs> <laughs> like what has gone what has gone through his head there? what is he in Qatar yeah. as well in all places. <laughs> but it's like the picture of the guy like the guy behind him was looking at him and he was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah I mean I, I, I didn't think he'd get the golden club someone said it was decided before the final which yeah. doesn't make sense well, what about the um, save he made an extra time in the last minute so yeah that was unbelievable yeah. Great. I think that's like the thing that probably won him for it I mean he should be scoring the, the strike should be scoring realistically yeah, like, yeah. it's full stretch isn't it it's good to but it should have been disallowed because there were about 18 France players on pitch waiting for both to come in. That's the watching it. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. think that was the same for uh, Messi's goal in extra time. I, the Argentina players were just like waiting to, to sprint on. Um, and yeah. like, three or four players already on the pitch. Yeah. Well, they saw, uh, they saw Martinez go through one on one and they all started getting excited, which I don't know why. Because, yeah. honestly, he does not deserve a World Cup medal, Latoro Martinez. He had an absolute stink of a tournament he could, Messi he could have got Messi could have got 22 assists this World Cup he could have broke every record ever if Martinez the, the header the header in the last minute of the World Cup final the one where like he's a free header yeah, six yards yeah. out it goes about eight yards last chance wasn't it I just it's like it's harder to hit it where he hits it than it is to hit it on target yeah. I, I will laugh at me at like um Peter Drury's uh, commentary on it because you know like Peter Drury is like the 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 Shakespeare of commentators like you could just tell he was waiting yeah. for it to go in and for him to have like his biggest moment ever and he was screaming his name let's Martin, Martin. <laughs> oh no 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 the Shakespeare of commentary I thought that was John Hawkins or something did I just own scratch well like for the, uh, for, the for, for Di Maria's goal the second Argentina goal um, Peter yeah. Drew did this whole like thing about like Home Alone and like McAllister and all this and Lee Dixon's on yeah. TV like it's good finish by Dean Maria that I watched the first half on BBC where it was thinking uh, Jermaine Genius and that eventually swapped over to my TV to um, it was Dixon McCoyst and Drew weren't it yeah yeah but Lee Dixon like you said Lee Dixon yeah finish that lad it's good <laughs> Peter Drew's coming out with it gospel verse he's like yeah. finish willing um, the trophy ceremony were weird though I didn't like so Mbappé got given okay, the golden boot and he's like walking through just uh, in answer to tech pictures with Martinez who's just like wound him up for an hour straight yeah it's weird isn't uh, it? It, it seems tech ages as well because yeah. I'm like so the, fi- the, the final whistle went and I'm like right 
I'd lift the trophy in five minutes. I'd go down, like, go get some food. So, right, 20 minutes goes by. Like, yeah, the stage, like, it built stage. What's going on? Sat there ready for bed, like, still, still going on. Like, what the hell's going on here? Eventually, Mbappe goes up to the golden boot. And he's not, and he has to like take a picture in front of that little slogan thing. Martinez goes up, does his little glove thing, <laughs> and then uh, that Hernandez gets the, the the golden, the silver ball. Is it young player at tournament? Yeah, and then which I thought was harsh on some of the players that were there, like Javi, Pedri, Bellingham, or some of the. I mean, we don't really get to see like the the procedure of like who deciding it. Like, we, I'd like to like. If they had like an award ceremony the night after the World Cup finishes where they did like nominees and then like they yeah. had four nominees and then announced the winner, that'd be better. Um, or, or if there was like a Messi. fans player as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then Messi gets his golden ball and then he, they all come up for the medals and the trophy and then they put the, the is it what's it called? Is it a sheet that they put on Messi yeah. to lift the trophy with him? Which. Obviously, a lot of people have argued about it on Twitter this week. It's split, it's split I, I don't mind. I mean, if you've played a whole tournament in that shirt, you should lift the trophy in that shirt. I don't mind people giving it to Matthew or giving the whole squad it, like, to go around the pitch celebrate with it. But to like, he's waiting his whole life that moment to wear a trophy and to have the Argentina badge and his number covered up by some fiddles thing. That's yeah, it's shit. Mm. Like, it wouldn't happen. I mean, what are we going to do in USA in 2026? Give someone a cowboy hat and belt buckle. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, what what do we give people in other World Cups? Like, England 66, like a Birmingham flat cap that we, we, <laughs> we blaze it from. So. Right, it, you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good World Cup. I enjoyed the whole World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good final. I mean, so often, like, you see, like, those occasions be, like, stifled by. You know, and, it, and the game's like a bit of a struggle, but um, yeah, brilliant entertainment. Yeah. So, uh, Boxing Day now, Sunderland. Yeah, um, Sunderland. I was looking at uh, Rovers' record on Boxing Day and a bit of research last night. It is atrocious. It's really bad. We've uh, yeah. just won uh, once on uh, uh, Boxing Day since we beat Liverpool in 2006. And that was Rochdale. In uh, League One, oh my Eight god, still two 0 Ewood. Uh, I mean, obviously, some years we haven't had games on Boxing Day. Um, like some have been just like Middlesbrough got postponed due to um, due to flooding, didn't it, that year? And uh, last year, obviously, Hull. Um, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, it's still, that's a bad record. Move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's poor, really. But do we not have this at the start of the season where we had it won in our opening game for so many years and then? Obviously, we did it this year under Thomason. It, we had like yeah, a similar it, it record. Was, really, poor, it? it was last season, weren't it, when we beat Swansea? It was like the first opening day win for like 10 years. 11 years, yeah. I think. Well, years. It's a season of breaking all ducks and records like that. So, we'll both win on Monday. Maybe Monday. Because yeah, it's Monday. Something, isn't it? yeah. It's that time of year now. So, lose track of all days. Yeah. yeah definitely, especially when you're on holiday. Yeah. It's Thursday today and it'll fly on yeah. tomorrow, so yeah. fly off for Christmas. If we get a bag, I mean, we're supposed to be, we'll probably be stuck at Manchester for ages trying to get through border control, but we'll mm. see. We'll see what happens. Mm. But yeah, we are officially halfway through the season. Yeah. 
playing three games. And three games played. How do you think the first half's gone so far? Uh, overall, yeah. pleased. I think um, there's not too much that you can have a go at. Um, I think obviously the main criticism would be uh, the Derby performances. Uh, I think it's it, it, it's tough to kind of deal with that elephant in the room and kind of sweep that under the carpet. It, it, it's yeah. unavoidable, really. Um, and it's something that definitely needs to be improved on in the second half of the season. But considering all the circumstances, I think to be third in the league at this point is a, a, a good achievement. Yeah, I think like to be halfway through and no team has won more games than us is obviously the positive. Yeah. But the glaring negative is only the bottom five and Reading have lost more games than us. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you turned even half of them losses into draws, we'd be level on points for Sheffield United. So... That that's their record. They're thirteen five and five. And we're thirteen zero and ten. <coughs> so it's just changing a few of them losses into draws and then keeping the wins. And we should have drawn already. Like you look at the last minute penalty against Cardiff. I think someone more experienced takes that penalty and scores it. That's our first draw. One less loss. Yeah. So just late little frustrating things like that. Yeah. Um, but still five points. Off Preston in seventh, who are just outside the playoffs, and then five points off Sheffield United. It's, it's not bad. I mean, people are saying that Burnley and Sheffield United are running away with it now, but five points isn't a lot in the Championship. No. And we, they just need to go on a spell where they don't win for five, six games like they have done already this season. And we still have to play the, a lot of the teams in the top six at home. So we've got QPR, who we will play them away in the second half of the season. Still to play Norwich at home, we just beat. Um, we'll play Watford away later on in the season, but the top two still got them to play at home. So we carry on with a good home form in the league. And just hope and pray this carries on and we don't have another second second half of the season slump like we usually yeah. do. I think, um, I don't think we will have a slump to be honest. I think, uh, barring any major injuries, I think we will, I think we will finish in the top six. Um, yeah. But I, I can't see us going up through, through the through the because people people might not like this, but I don't trust this team in a high pressure environment. Yeah, one off game. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so I'm like looking at Leeds to see what I think who could possibly sneak in there. I think. Burnley and Sheffield United, if we don't finish top two, we'll definitely finish in the playoffs. I think we'll finish in the playoffs. I think Watford now with Billich are doing really well, so I think they'll mm. finish up there. Norwich and QPR seem to be like slipping in and coming out, like coming back every every yeah. other week. Preston. Um, that was, Preston, that'd be some wouldn't roll his Preston in playoffs. And no, I don't I don't think Preston Preston will probably be in the playoffs with five games to go and finish tenth. They'll mm. probably just bottle it. Yeah. Um, Coventry, they've got a five-point deduction now, haven't they? Have they? They don't actually know that. Yeah. For the um, for the games that were disallowed early in the season right. for the stadium, I think they've agreed to like a fine and payments to 
the three that clubs that they, they spawned against and yeah. the five point reduction. Um, I think well, it we could still that'll come down to which is mad it'll come down to eighteen. I mean they're on they're on thirty three now. It's only one point outside QPR in six, but they'll move down to twenty eight, which will be five points, four points off relegation in black. It's a blow, but at the same time, it's not a season ender just just because of the way because of how long there is to go and the way the championship is. You you can retrieve that, um, and uh, I think they will. Uh, I'm not sure about whether they'll finish in the top six, but I think they'll be fighting for it come March April time. Yeah, now you've got Birmingham around the. Uh, if if they get in the playoffs, I don't think they'll be strong enough to go. Millwall, Swansea, Reading, Sunderland, Borough. If Borough carry out with carry, they might, might sneak in there. But I think the top six, as it is, I think it's how it will finish. Probably not in that order. Um, I think Watford might challenge Sheffield United for second. Yeah. Um, Norwich. I don't, I don't know. It's Norwich and QPR that I, I think will be the ones that will be in and out as the season comes to an end. And I just hope that we're up and in there. I would like to be like, I'd like to finish third and be comfortable by the time it comes to end of the season. So the team it finishes six. If you like battling me another team, like if Preston managed to sneak in the six, won't mind us playoffs and we find against Preston. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens in the second half of the season. It all depends on what happens in January as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we need to get some players in, we need some more cover and I think some players need to go realistically. Yeah, we we need a big window, but I I mean I think didn't Waggett say when the summer window shut that January wouldn't really be that big a window for us? But, um, yeah. But it needs to be, really. So, so something's got to give, I suppose. I think the rule is it all depends on who, to, who they get out. So he's, list, he's listed four players on loan, hasn't he? So mm. Perz is going to go on list. Joe Reckon Costello, which I thought was harsh after I watched him on Saturday. It may, I mean, uh, maybe he'll reconsider that after. Yeah. Saturday. Um, as he put Eden and someone else, one of the. Um, but then you've got to look at the loans we've already got in, like Hurst and Moller. Is it time to cut our losses and just get rid of them and yeah. try and get another? Hurst got a lot of stick after the game last night, but I think he looked. Although he didn't really do anything that significant, he did look a lot sharper. Um, yeah. and a lot stronger as well so I'd like to see him be given a bit more time yet I just think if you're going to use a long space in the championship to get a striker in I think that striker has to get you 10-15 goals yeah. to be worth it yeah. um, but I mean for him to get 10-15 goals now to end of the season is going to be a massive I think we need like, like a prolific not not prolific because going to be a young person, but like an actual goal scorer from from a Premiership team. I just don't know who that would be. Mm. Uh, do you want to go through the Championship results? All right, so starting up the game that we had to watch last night: Coventry one, West Brom nil. Ninety um, third minute, Jacques winner. He's he's going to be key for Coventry if they keep him in January, or if they let him go. I think if they let him go, I think that's their playoff hopes done, especially with a five point deduction. Um. West Brom, it's the first loss in seven. Like, Cole runs doing well there. 
Yeah. Um, I think they could be like a, an outside shout for the playoffs with, um, with the results we've had recently. But we'll get on to that later on as well. <laughs> um, Wigan won, Sheffield United 2. Wigan deserved more. I thought they played well. Um, Sheffield United, they, like, one of the players handled the ball on the goal line and refs did give out. Mm. Like, that was on Sky that one, wasn't it? Uh, I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I was watching the darts on on the other side, so I didn't watch that. Uh, the ball comes across the volley there. He like turns his back, like, puts his hands aside, hits him. Yeah. Like, next was <coughs> playoff, um, and then Wigan scored after that. So they should have been down to ten men and had a penalty conceded as well. But the FL referee is just shocking again. Mm. Um, but there was one where um, Sheffield United's defender had his shirt took off him at a corner. So like someone's pulling his shirt and he's backed off and his lips have come out and like he's like running around the pitch with his shirt off and all winger fans are like, What the hell's going on? Yeah, I saw it on Sky Sports News. Yeah. <laughs> um no, it's Neil Blackman too, obviously. Bristol City won, Stoke two. Bristol City could be in danger. Probably like what are they? Three points off Blackpool in relegation places. They're, they're not in great form. That that could be an interesting end to the season for them. Um, big win for Stoke though um, Burnley 3 Middlesbrough 1 Burnley made a lot of mistakes at the back did you see a Conor Roberts red card for Burnley no, no. so it hit so like the ball's like looping over the keeper like into net and he goes to like handle it away and it hits the crossbar he doesn't even hand it handball it but ref give a penalty and sent him off anyway for the three attempts well I don't know if it's for the attempt I think the referee might have thought he handballs it because it's oh, like right, perfectly yeah. attempted hitting the ball hard, but I don't know if it's like can you send someone off because he attempted to handball mm. it bit of a dodgy one um, Cardiff 1 Blackpool 1 2 awful teams um, Coventry 3 Swansea 3 um, Coventry were 3-0 up and then Swansea that's no winning 7 games for them now like again like we thought when they came up to like 5th or 6th with us that Russell Martin had actually managed to sort it out but it, they just drifted away again um, Huddersfield nil, Watford two, Watford to four. Huddersfield seven points adrift now. I know I've said it all season are down, but people finally started to agree with me. Yeah, maybe. Um, Hull one, Sunderland one. Uh, Hull missed the penalty and got a late equaliser. Sunderland, they've got Stewart back. He's going to start scoring now. We're going to stop him on Monday to have a chance of winning. Um, Preston nil, QPR one. QPR's first winning seven games and. Preston, just such a strange team, like to be in such good form off the back of a four on winning you would and then yeah. get beat off a team that's not winning seven games. Like, <laughs> it just does at, at home, just they just don't make sense at all. Uh, West Brom three, Rotherham nil. Uh, Rotherham in, are in trouble. And I put West Brom is the form deceiving. So they've won like the last six before getting beat off Coventry last night. But five of them are against teams in the bottom six or seven. And then the other one was against QPR. Obviously, had that horrible run of games after after being left. Yeah, so all their wins were against teams in the bottom five, six, and they beat QPR whilst they're in that bad form as well. So, um, and then Birmingham three, Reading two, Reading with three 0 down. But good season for Birmingham so far. I think it's been only two points off the playoffs halfway through. It's a, a lot better than what the fans expected at the start of the season. So. And that is it, the championship results. We'll see everyone on Boxing Day.
Yeah, hopefully we'll get some on uh, on Boxing Day at some Lund. I uh, can't um, see it, but <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get some there. Yeah. Yeah. Have a merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening to the the podcast in the first half of the season. Uh, we've got big plans uh, for when Rob gets back off holiday. Um, I want to go on. <laughs> um, so yeah, onwards and upwards for both Rovers and the podcast, hopefully in 2023. Merry Christmas and Merry happy Christmas. New Year. I mean, we'll be back for New Year, so but yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see you a bit. Yeah, see you in a bit. Podcast Network.